Sony reveals its PlayStation 5, VR controllers, and more coming up on today's episode of Relays and Tech News. Hey, Gadget here. You're just in time for the latest episode of the world's fastest growing show on tech and gadget news. That's right, this is Relays and Tech News. My name is Taylor Merrick, and I'd like to welcome you to today's episode. Not only do we cover today's feature topic, which is well, Sony revealing its PlayStation 5 VR controllers currently in development, but they're kind of interesting to look at, but we're also going to be covering other news that you might have missed. Speaking of, we're going to be taking a look at GeForce Now doubling its price for newcomers to $10 a month. We'll also be taking a look at warehouse robots deliberately crashing to unload packages and, and the hilarity that ensues with all of it. It might explain a couple of things. But we'll take a look. And finally, we'll be taking a look at an Xbox mini fridge that could become a real thing that you could buy. Uh, kind of tying into the whole new Xbox fridge thing. Because they actually they made a, a big full-size fridge. And uh, uh, apparently people got an, enough of a liking to want a mini fridge. And Xbox is now going, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe we should do the mini fridge thing because that's kind of cool so with that out of the way let's head on over to today's feature story all right so sony has revealed its vr controllers for the playstation 5 and they look kind of funky this article comes to us from destructoid and uh, i i apparently it's going to be the featured story happening today friday and i they they kind of do and for those wondering, I, I will have a link for some pictures and videos and whatever else you might be interested in. But uh, <laughs> I can say it, it's, it kind of reminds me of like the, the Oculus Rift controllers. The Oculus. Sony has offered PlayStation fans a first look at its incoming VR controllers, which are currently in development for use with the company's new PlayStation 5 hardware in the future. The headset itself, however, remains a closely guarded secret for now. We don't We don't have any further details on that. Our new VR controller speaks to our mission of achieving a much deeper sense of presence and stronger feeling of immersion in VR experiences, said Sony Senior Vice President Ideki Nishino on PlayStation Blog. It will build up the innovation we introduced with the DualSense wireless controller, which changes how games feel on a PlayStation 5 by unlocking a new way to tap into the sense of touch. Now we're bringing that innovation to VR gaming. Although, I, I do recall... Were there not some problems with the PlayStation 5 controller, especially when it came to drifting? Hopefully we got that figured out. Hopefully it's fixed. Hopefully it wasn't too much of a hardware software issue kind of thing. Uh, so we don't have to worry about that too much for the, you know, you know, the, the VR controllers. And, and, and to be fair, they look very intriguing. They look very interesting. Um, they, they kind of have like a shield. So if you, apparently you, whack something maybe you have a little bit of time before your hand actually smashes through that fan uh and and only reason i bring that up is because last week rather recently i finally got to actually use an oculus and it was a lot of fun and then uh my other siblings were showing it off and they proceeded to punch the fan that they told me prior that uh, they had almost broke <laughs> before <laughs> so it's kind of entertaining um I, I guess we're still figuring out from there that you need a space to play that's 
large enough and high enough that you can basically do whatever you need to do uh, and, and not you know worry about falling on something, tripping over people, punching your hand through a wall or through a ceiling fan or a light. So it, it it's kind of changing where you can play it, but it, it it's it's working on it. That much I can say. The new PlayStation Five PS VR controllers have a spherical design, with the player inserting their hands to take hold of the thumbsticks and buttons within. The controllers will sense the player's fingers and will support the same technology as the console's standard DualSense controller, such as haptic feedback and adaptive triggers. Additionally, motion tracking will be recorded by the headset, which would suggest that the new hardware is camera-free. We're thrilled with the controller we developed, they continue, but what matters now is how game creators will take advantage of the features to design the next generation of VR experiences. Prototypes of our new VR controller will be in the hands of the development community soon, and we can't wait to see what ideas they come up with and how the controller helps bring their imagination to life. You can check more detailed information and pictures over on the PlayStation blog. Their tech is yet to be given an official release date, at least as far as the controller is, but it is unlikely to hit the market in 2021. But I can, I can, I can see what they're going for with this kind of a design. So if you have any thoughts or, or questions uh, or you're curious, you want to stay tuned, let me know down in the comments section or send me an email, technewsgadget at gmail.com. All right, moving right along to the next article we got today. By the way, all the articles mentioned on today's show can be found by going to technewsgadget.net, and uh, you can get the links right from there. Or if you're listening in Apple Podcasts, which if you haven't already, I'd highly encourage you to do. All you have to do when listening to an episode of today's show is swipe up, and you get access to all of the show notes, links contained within it. You can literally tap on and it will open the article for you to read and watch and listen more. This article comes to us from Engadget. NVIDIA is doubling the price of the GeForce Now premium plans to $10 a month for new members. Annual plans cost $100 a year. The priority membership offers faster access to cloud gaming servers, longer gaming sessions and ray tracing, and DLSS support. Their free tier cuts you off after an hour of playtime, and you'll likely face a longer wait to start playing. Existing subscribers have been moved to a Founders plan, which has the same features as Priority. As long as their account stays in good standing and they don't pause their plan, they can keep paying $5 a month for life. And and the reason that they're doing this is because they told NVIDIA, that is, told GamesBeat that $10 a month has long been the target price. It has been subsidizing the cost to make the service more appealing and get it off the ground. GeForce now Chief Phil... Eisler said the increase would help to cover costs and make the service, which has almost 10 million members, sustainable. And I don't see why this is necessarily a bad thing. I think they're just reporting on it, saying that it is. Keep in mind, the company is adding more server locations this year to increase capacity and reduce latency, starting in Phoenix, Arizona, and its first Canadian data center in Montreal. Locations in Saudi Arabia and Australia are also coming soon. GeForce Now is currently hosted on more than 20 data centers and is available in more than 70 countries. It supports more than 800 games. Meanwhile, while NVIDIA is rolling out an update that should be available to everyone in the next week or so, it aims to improve streaming quality through an adaptive vSync technology, which syncs frame rates at 60Hz or 59.94 on the server side to show uh, how they can match um, games displayed in the client. 
NVIDIA says this should cut down on stutter and latency on supported games. A new adaptive de-jitter technology will allow it to bump up bit rates and boost quality over inconsistent connections as well. And the next couple of months, NVIDIA plans to start adding account linking support in key games as well. So working on definitely making it more appealing for you. And it's appealing enough. 10 million people uh, ain't something to laugh about. It's a significant amount of people. And uh, they're just bringing up the price to where things should be and uh, kind of handing it out more to the market to say, hey, we're here. We're kicking. You guys want to have fun with cloud gaming? Why don't you give us a try? So there's the news on, well, at least uh, GeForce Now. All right, moving right along. By the way, if you haven't and you want to watch the video of the show and interact with the community, things of that nature, be sure and support this show. Details are at technewsgadget.net or you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash technewsgadget. We do have a couple extra perks in there that you could win. And by win, I mean, well, give yourself a couple of months and then you'll actually earn the rewards. Um, so it, whether you consider it, you know, chance to win or, hey, it's I'm a guaranteed winner or, hey, look, free swag. Uh, let's see. Last I heard, a t-shirt, a hoodie, and a coffee mug are all in the mix. So if you like the news that you hear covered on Tech News Gadget and you want more of the same and you want to support the show, head on over to technewsgadget.net, hit support the show, and you can check out your options there. But uh, we got some uh, interesting-looking uh, robots here. Coming to us from Gizmodo, there's some warehouse robots that deliberately crash to unload packages. It explains possibly what happened to your fancy vase. Modern warehouses are a hive of frenetic activity as robots and humans move boxes around as quickly as possible. To shave a few precious seconds off a of delivery, researchers in Germany have developed a high-speed robotic drone that unloads packages by deliberately crashing into a platform and letting inertia take care of the rest. I, I find this highly hilarious and uh unique at the same time and, and not to mention it it's um having experienced delivering packages myself for, for many years uh we definitely take advantage of inertia to just help push the box the final few feet or up to a foot it's not like what people think about when it's considered throwing parcel that's something completely different uh long range bowling that's something completely different and that's stuff that you see on videos all the time uh, and people get in trouble for but this is unique science at work and i kind of like it uh i am looking at the video of it right now and if you're watching today's video of it you, you can actually see it in action right now all these robots are all flying around each other zipping by with packages of varying weights and smashing into the platforms and, and the package just going whoop. The robots, which look like upgraded RoboVacs, were designed and engineered at the Fraunhofer Institute for Material Flow and Logistics, where they've been nicknamed Load Runners, presumably inspired by the classic 80s Load Runner platformer, where a character runs around on a level collecting gold pieces. The robotic drones can carry everything from boxes to suitcases, 
up to 66 pounds, to long trusses that require a pair of them to work in tandem, but depending on the payload, the bots can hit an impressive top speed of around 22 miles per hour, allowing them to quickly scurry around a warehouse. That much speed also gives the bots a lot of inertia, something they use to further expedite their deliveries. Instead of carefully rolling up to a drop-off point where a mechanism unloads a package or a human worker physically grabs it, the bot just slams into a shock-absorbing bumper and come to an immediate stop, sending the package sliding off all on its own. It's fast, it's efficient, and it's completely dependent on whatever is inside the box being properly packaged and protected with loads of bubble wrap or packing peanuts. If this is where the industry is going, you might want to rethink buying fancy glassware, vases, or ceramics online. But to be fair, if it breaks, that's because the shipper did not insulate it properly. Not enough bubble wrap, not enough packing peanuts, not enough important, you know, <laughs> things that you're supposed to do during shipment to prevent it from, you know, breaking. Because how many times have we received a box from Amazon only to find out there was no packaging in it at all? And it was literally a glass container rolling around inside waiting to be broken, mind you. I mean, come on. Uh, so I, I, could, I, can, I can relate to both sides, but it is... <laughs> I do f- kind of find it uh, entertaining to watch. The load runners might be programmed to deliberately crash into drop-off spots, but a warehouse doesn't want those type of crashes randomly happening elsewhere, which is a real possibility when hundreds of these robots are zipping around at 22 miles per hour. To ensure that never happens, the robots are also programmed with swarm behaviors. Similar to a flock of birds, where each one takes directional cues from nearby birds, the load runner robots are all packed with sensors that track position, speed, and direction of the robots around them, allowing them to make quick course adjustments to avoid accidents. The approach means no central control system is needed, nor are expensive sensors placed all over the ro- warehouse to keep an eye on things. Each robot also makes use of a camera pointed at the ground, which snaps 400 images every second of the floor passing beneath it, allowing it to know its orientation and accurately determine... It's a location which is presumably assisted with patterns or markers applied to the ground. That might be the biggest advantage of these drones. They can be used to easily upgrade an older facility with a level of autonomy without having to install millions of dollars worth of permanent infrastructure like conveyor belts. Clean the floors, clean the obstacles out of the way, paint a few lines on the floor, and you're kind of ready after for a small army of robots scurrying around every day uh, trying to make a good first impression but the the warehouse uh, robots here are definitely something uh, you might want to take a look at if you haven't seen the video already i'd highly encourage you to go check it out hi and welcome to another GameSpot fans no you are not supposed to be talking i'm talking it's my show if you want to talk you talk in your own time anyways an xbox mini fridge could become a real thing you can buy. I will have a link for this in the show notes. Microsoft has again commented on the possibility of an Xbox mini fridge becoming a real product that you can buy. Xbox marketing boss Aaron Greenberg said on Twitter that the new Xbox mini fridge promotion with the rack was purposely designed as a test case for whether or not Microsoft will actually create a real consumer product for people to buy. For those just catching up, The Rock, who has been a partner to Microsoft for decades, has rolled out a campaign with the Xbox mini fridge and his Zoa energy drink brand. Uh, the, there's a video on the article to learn more asked directly if an xbox mini fridge would become a real product available for purchase greenberg also said on twitter think of us as testing that mini fridge market with this promotion we know fans would also love to be able to purchase a series x mini fridge 
in the future. So he also said, we're ramping up our mini fridge operations. Stay tuned. It's not the first time that Greenberg has commented on the possibility of an Xbox mini fridge becoming a real product. In October, he asked his 200,000 plus followers if they would be interested in buying it, and the majority of respondents said, yes, take my money now at 59.2%. To be fair, 29.7% uh, of it said maybe depends on price, but I'm fairly certain they'll probably find a price point that works well for both. Um, but is that something you're going to buy? Is this something you're interested in? Well, let me know down in the comments or on our social media. I guess that's, uh, that's about it. I'd say that's about it. That wraps up this episode of the Lays in Tech News. Thanks for tuning in. The Lays in Tech News can be found on every major platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever else podcasts are found. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know by leaving a review and sharing this episode with a friend. Also, double check that you are subscribed and following for free so that you don't miss the next episode. I'm your host, Taylor American. Remember, for the latest in tech, gadget, and gaming news, visit technewsgadget.net. Pretty much keeping awesome guys, and I'll see you on the flip side.